Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. everybody welcome to the billboard on broadway podcast i'm your host rebecca Millsoff, deputy features editor at billboard and broadway fan extraordinaire here and i'm here with a special tuesday billboard on broadway podcast episode which i hope is very exciting to those of you who keep track of the days of the week because yesterday there was a major broadway event on tv that i felt it was very important to talk about dissect overanalyze and that was uh nbc's a very wicked Halloween. Uh, it was ostensibly a Halloween-related special, but other than a lot of people being in costume, it seemed very Wicked-centric, mostly. It was celebrating the 15th anniversary of Wicked opening on Broadway. There were a bunch of star performances. There were appearances by the two main stars from the original production. And I just needed to talk about it, so I hope you're here to listen. I'm excited to have two guests with me today. Um, Keith Caulfield and Katie Atkinson are the hosts of Billboard's Pop Shop podcast, which I highly recommend you listen to. And they are two of the people I speak to the most about Broadway here at Billboard. So I'm really psyched to have them here being piped in from Los Angeles. Hi, guys. Hello. Great. Thank you for taking time out from your busy day to discuss the most important thing, which is Wicked. (laughs) Anything for Wicked and anything for Rebecca. (laughs) Well, so before we get into what happened on TV last night, I just thought it would be useful to to give everyone a little context about Wicked. Those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a long time know that I, I did a episode with um, two of the recent stars of the show. But uh, Wicked actually did as of October 30th. It, it opened on Broadway exactly 15 years ago in 2008. Um, Kristen Chenoweth and Adina Menzel, who played Glinda and Elphaba, uh, they had both kind of come off of big breakout Broadway roles when they uh, started in the show. Kristen had won a Tony for Your Good Man, Charlie Brown. Adina had, of course, had her big moment in Rent. Um, and their roles in Wicked are really what cemented them as Broadway stars. And now I believe Wicked may be the sixth longest running show in Broadway history, and it's really interesting because the, the shows that run the longest on Broadway are not always the ones that are the best reviewed at first. I would say that the initial reviews of Wicked were kind of mixed, uh, mixed to positive, um, but it's obviously a huge success and resonates with so many people and is uh, for, I'm sure, a lot of you maybe was your introduction to Broadway. Uh, so it was exciting to see it get a really huge national audience uh, last night. 
Um, Keith and Katie, what was your introduction to Wicked? I think you've both seen it, right? Yes. Um, I, I was going to actually say when you were saying that about, you know, it got it kind of got some maybe not incredibly glowing reviews. I believe, I don't think Wicked actually won the Tony Award for Best Musical that year. I'm pretty sure, wasn't it Avenue Q or something? I Yes, um, I believe you're right. Yeah. Adino, yeah, Adino I, won a Tony, but I think that was about yes. it. I, yeah, I remember there was like some weird campaign about... I, it was so weird. I'm like, how in the world did Wicked not win the Tony for for Best Musical, and then something else won instead? And I'm like, hmm. Um, but it's it's funny. Like sometimes, like shows, awards be damned. The, the 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 show can continue to run on for years and years, and continue to bring in millions of people. The first time I saw it was in Los Angeles. Um, I don't know which tour it was, um, but it was certainly a little while after the show was on Broadway. Um, but uh, it was the first time I saw it. And I think it was the first time. I think I'd only seen like maybe one or two shows in L.A., maybe three. I thought I saw Sunset Boulevard a million years ago, um, uh, at a show at a theater that doesn't exist anymore. And I also saw Hairspray, and then I saw Wicked, and I was blown away. I thought it was super enjoyable, so much so that like I got like a big Wicked book. Um, oh, wow. you know, that that had, it was like had a puffy cover where it was like sort of squishy. <laughs> um, um, it was all about the making of the show. It was just, and like this, you just walk out of the show humming the songs. It was just, it was just fabulous and fun. And, and it was just a great twist on a story that, you know, we had known for years, but we didn't know the true story. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and uh, I also saw a tour. Um, and I believe that it was uh, like nine years ago. So definitely, you know, long after it uh, had debuted on Broadway. But um, but a while back at this point, and I saw mine in Detroit. Actually, um, I'm from Michigan and was home for Christmas. And my mother-in-law had tickets, and I rescued my father-in-law by going with her <laughs> instead. Um, <laughs> and it it was incredible. And at that point, I was really only familiar with the big kind of breakout songs um, from the the show, so Defying Gravity and Popular. And um, so I that was my complete introduction to the whole thing um and was also just blown away by you know the vocal performances and the music in general ah! exactly yeah that, that, <laughs> Thank that, you, that, thing. that was very necessary <laughs> <laughs> and now i don't have to do it later uh <laughs> well i have to say it was actually it was like my secret broadway fan shame for a long time that i di- i didn't see wicked for a really long time i i think i only saw it i saw it on broadway but i saw it probably about five years ago for the first time and I'm not sure why I held off for so long other than I kind of I think I had the same reaction to it that I often do for movies that are super super hyped and that I know are super popular I'm just like "Eh, do I really have to go and uh, I finally I think I got like a discount somewhere and I I went with my mom and by intermission I was like crying And I remember I was like in line for the bathroom at intermission and I was kind of sniffling a little bit. And there was a teen girl in front of me who looked at me and goes, I've seen it three times. I know how you feel. (laughs) (laughs) It was a very classic Wicked moment. But I agree that it's like you you see what the big deal is after you see it. I think the stagecraft, in addition to the music, is really mind blowing. The like the huge dragon that's like on top of the stage. Um, it's kind of everything that you want a Broadway musical to be in terms of, as you said, Keith songs that you walk out singing, um, a real spectacle. It, it really brings all those elements together. Yeah. So last night, uh, exciting 
moment number one was, of course, that Kristen and Adina were the hosts and that we got to hear both of them sing their three big numbers from the show. Uh, what what were your perceptions, Keith and Katie? Um, I was just going to say, like, I didn't know how much they were going to be involved in it and was super pleasantly surprised and also glad that they did their signature numbers themselves because obviously there were guests and people sang a lot of different songs but I think anybody in that room and anybody watching at home might have been disappointed to see somebody else take on Defying Gravity or Popular just because they're such like songs that belong to those women so that was spectacular for me yeah and I I I mean I thought they did a fine job hosting the show I thought um Kristen, They're so charming. Well, I mean, Kristen is just, you know, a ball of joy. And, yes. That's um, the best way to put it. <laughs> by, by the way, friend of the podcast, she's been on the Pop Shop podcast before. <laughs> yes. Um, Come she, to Billboard on Broadway, lovely. Kristen. <laughs> um, well, I didn't I didn't mean to shade you. Um, <laughs> you can come share share the wealth. Kristen, just come back. Um, but she, she was just so lovely. And you can tell that she was really... Um, emotional about sort of commemorating the 15th anniversary of Wicked and how, you know, I'm sure Wicked changed the course of her and Adina's careers forevermore. Mm-hmm. And and they continue to go on to have incredible success afterwards. But I think people could probably argue that Wicked just changed everything for them. Yeah. And for them to come back and have this moment together and, you know, celebrate that, you know, clearly I think that meant something a lot. You know, it meant a lot to them. And all the little touches and popular from Kristen, like, you know, taking a selfie and, you know, going down into the pit and all that was just adorable. Yeah. Did you, I, did you, did you... I was going to say for, from anyone else, that would have been a little too extra. But with her, it's just like, how can you not love her? Oh, she can get away with anything because she's just so sweet. <laughs> did, did, did you did you want us to ana- uh, an analyze? That's not a word. <laughs> um, go over like their performances yet or just, you know, what we thought of them like posting the show? Well, what did you think of their performances? Because I was, I mean, I thought that they were, they both vocally sounded fantastic and I will go down a spiral with that, but I'm curious what you two think. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I thought Popular was probably my favorite. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to spoil it, but I thought Popular, Kristen's performance of Popular was just amazing and so good and so like sort of fitting for the character, um, you know, where she was having selfies with the crowd and she, you know, you know, staged dove by you know a hunky fiero um, (laughs) with a hunky fiero hoisting her in the air popular you're gonna be popular i'll teach you the proper poise when you talk to boys little ways to flirt and frown oh i'll show you what shoes to wear how to fix the hair everything that really counts to be popular hey i'll help you be popular it was it was just perfect um and I thought Adina, I think I think her arrangement of Defying Gravity may have started a little bit different. And I was, and I'm not a perfect, I'm not an expert in Defying Gravity, but I was like, oh, this this arrangement sounds a little bit different. Maybe she stepped it down a notch because you know obviously it's been 15 years, but then she's still saying the big note. And it when I was watching that, it you know I was watching that and it made me think, you know, she has now two songs that are very much like a Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You moment, Mm -hmm. where it's this iconic moment. She has both Defying Gravity with the, ah, and let it go. She (laughs) has these two songs that are just like big, belty, iconic, trademark Adina Menzel songs that she will never escape from, which is a wonderful thing. 
Yeah, most people don't get one, and she yeah. has two. And she has two. Um, and then I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to dive in too much into their finale song because I feel like maybe Rebecca might want to talk more at length about that in another portion. But that was also a showstopper when they did for good. Mm. I will, I will interject for a moment about Adina because I believe that arrangement of uh, Defying Gravity is what she does in her solo shows now. When she I assumed, is, yeah. When she's singing with an orchestra, um, and I and I and I'm sure it's also a way for her to kind of refresh it and make it not just exactly what people are expecting to hear. And and I don't know if she if she stepped it down at all. It wasn't obvious to me if she did, um, but I was. <laughs> When you mention both Let It Go and this, I have sort of an unnatural concern for Idina's voice because I know, yeah, <laughs> she. I, I just feel like her her life is, is belting for the rafters, and I'm just very concerned about her vocal cords. I'm sure this is very useful to her. Um, but it was <laughs> I I I love. I thought she sounded so unstrained and. It, it really just sounded so smooth, and I think it's one of the best uh, performances of it I've heard from her um, live for sure last night. I ag- totally agree. I, I know she's had a couple other opportunities to have huge, like, you know, vocal moments at, uh, you know, awards shows, etc. And I thought her voice and it ju- it sounded completely just unforced, the whole thing. And uh, to know how difficult that song is to sing, that's quite the achievement. If I'm flying solo, at least I'm flying free. To those who ground me, take a message back from me. Tell them all away and before gravity. I'm flying high. Um, I would also say about, you know, it was obvious that Kristen was getting really emotional on air. And particularly during For Good, which, I mean, I'm incapable of listening to it without crying also. So, (laughs) Kristen, I feel you. Um, A few years back, I went to this sort of random uh, benefit concert that was sort of a tribute to Stephen Schwartz. And Stephen Schwartz himself was there. Everybody, Stephen Schwartz is a composer of Wicked. If you didn't know, he also composed Godspell, among other musicals. And he's definitely one of the trailblazers in terms of bringing a kind of pop music sound to Broadway. And uh, at this particular concert, he played piano and he performed, he like performed as Elphaba while Kristen did Glinda and they did For Good together. And she got super emotional then too. And I think, uh, Keith, as you said, I think it's really, she genuinely really credits this show with changing her life. And uh, it's it's just nice to see that kind of raw emotion from her is, is really a real thing. And I, I don't know if we're talking about the finale yet, but I am just going to say that it was cool, the sort of double meaning of For Good, seeing all the pairs of, yeah. you know, Alphaba and Glinda singing together, because they're clearly talking about each other as actresses and as people, mm-hmm. um, you know, in addition to the characters. I have to say, after, um, when I went on my little Twitter dive after the seeing it last night, uh a really cool thing that I would recommend people look up is uh, the two actresses who have been on the podcast who are playing uh, Elsa and um, oh, I said, oh my god, Elsa Anna, Elsa? Anna and Elsa, Anna and Elsa in Frozen. Oh, we're talking Broadway about right Frozen. Now. I was oh, like, wait, okay. <laughs> wrong Dif- one. <laughs> different, different uh, princess esque characters. Um, Casey Levy and Patty Murin, uh, who actually Patty was 
a Glinda on Broadway and Casey was an Elphaba and they perform for good together and it, as sort of a tribute to Idina and Kristen and it's it's beautiful and really touching and uh, you can find it on Frozen's Twitter. I'm giving Frozen's mm-hmm. Twitter some free publicity. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, so uh, now there were, I really thought, first of all, that the show was really, um, it was a really tight show. I didn't feel like it was overdone. I felt like they fit, they hit the the major songs that they needed to. And uh, I, I really thought it was kind of the perfect length and, and just done really well in general. So I'm curious to hear from you guys. What were your favorite performances that were not Kristen and Adina last night? Oh, that were not Kristen and Adina. Um, let's see. You I've want got... me to start instead, or do um, you have one? What, do you immediately have a favorite? Yeah. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I have notes. <laughs> yes. I mean, it is, it was such a tight show that it's kind of hard to, to pick favorites. I mean, I really, like, enjoyed the big Ariana moment, but for me, my favorite performance was, um, Lettucey and Adam Lambert's duet, uh, which was on As Long As You're Mine. It was a really cool touch that, um, you know, Adam was in the, the touring production and the LA cast of, um, Wicked before he was on American Idol. And so it's a really cool full circle moment that now he's like this rock star front man of Queen, um, you know, superstar in his own right um that he got to revisit and do kind of you know a main um song like that and i thought their voices were killer together um and their harmonies were just effortless um it just all together just was a really cool moment and both of them i thought you know killed it yeah looking at my notes oh so sorry go ahead rebecca i was gonna say let's listen to that for a minute because that was definitely one of my favorites too there's no future so yeah actually i'm looking i was as i said i was i have notes and i'm looking at my notes and per my notes I'm I'm going to conclude that I think my favorite non-Adina, non-Kristen performance was Adam Lambert and Lettucey. Um, 
here's my notes. Um, not a whole lot, I think, because I was just like loving it so much. I say, let us see could sing the phone book and it would be <laughs> fabulous. True. And I, I wrote in all caps, come on, Harmony. <laughs> uh, so that's all you really need to know. And also, like Katie said, it's like a great sort of moment for Adam Lambert, who was in like the touring or LA production of Wicked. And Both, then, I think they said. Yeah. And then, you know, did Idol afterwards and then can come back to Wicked and will always have that sort of touchstone. I remember his audition, like him saying that that's what he was doing, that he was in the, you know, touring company of Wicked, which is, you know, a a better place to start than a lot of people are coming from when they come into audition for Idol. But still, like, you know, he wasn't a superstar until Idol. Yeah, I I thought that the two of them were really well matched. I thought that Adam kind of didn't go as vocally crazy as he could have. He, He curtailed the power a little bit. And simultaneously she really rose to match him vocally she has a a gorgeous voice and i I would love to see her on broadway for sure Mm -hmm. um and it also reminded me i mean i think as long as you're mine on its own it kind of it could be a pop song on its own it's a i i I see it as being a kind of like 90s like peebo bryson and (laughs) celine kind of uh kind of duet it would totally work and and i think is such a great example of like stephen schwartz's feeling for 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 melody um that was definitely one of my favorites as well uh i have to ask what did you guys think of of the big much-awaited ariana moment um well here here's my notes and actually rebecca could you explain to us because i i didn't quite understand the introduction to the song where they were talking about how it was like a different twist to the track or it was like a different version. Was was this a different song than the one that we heard in the production of the show? No, this is this song is in the production as as I understood it. There was okay. there was originally a different song, but then it was rewritten or this song was put in instead specifically tailored to Adina's voice which on listening uh-huh. listening to it 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 touches on every one of her you know tricks so i i had actually never thought of that listening to it but then hearing it this time i was like oh yeah this is clearly written for Adina got it yeah i was i was confused by the intros to both ariana and pentatonix which confused me so thank you <laughs> um so what i wrote for ariana i said um I was actually surprised that she was actually in the room because I just assumed that she would have like pre-taped it at some other location and like sent it in, you know, via satellite or something. So I thought that was great to actually see her there on stage. Um, I think people were hyperventilating in the audience because they were losing their minds (laughs) seeing Ariana. Um, And I mean, I don't know if they knew who was going to be there. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. But I think that they were legitimately like, you know, having a moment um and you know the introduction with ariana having been a nine-year-old um coming backstage to meet Kristen, and there was a picture of ari when she was like you know a toddler effectively (laughs) and then now you know you know also you know ariana eventually became a broadway kid herself Mm -hmm. you know she was on broadway not in wicked but she was in another broadway production um just seeing her sort of being a broadway kid sort of back in a broadway element was really cool to see i thought Totally. And um, I mean, obviously, she is one of the greatest vocalists currently on pop radio, just has an insane voice. And it really um, lent itself to this song specifically. And as you mentioned, um, uh, you didn't expect her to be in the room, but she was like thrilled beyond belief to be involved in this. Um, And uh, she actually Instagrammed like the day before. I wouldn't miss it for the world for the whole universe. 
and said it was her favorite musical of all time mm. also. And, um, you know, it's it was clear that she loved it and it was like something that she'd been probably singing in the shower for the last, you know, 15 years. So um, she finally got to put out in the world and it was incredible. Let's listen to Ariana for one minute. I have to say, I was really impressed by everything about her performance. Uh, first of all, I thought she, she, as you said, Katie, she clearly looked overjoyed to be there. There was definitely a sort of theater kid giddiness in her presence. Like, she was not being a pop star in that moment. She was kind of clearly just a fan. And I, I thought that was really refreshing to see. Um I also have to say that he, that hearing her do The Wizard and I reminded me, I think this is also kind of the low-key showstopper of the show. You know, Defying Gravity gets all of the attention, but it's, you know, it's it has really fast segments. There's a lot of words involved. There are, you know, different sections to it emotionally. It requires some acting, and it's definitely vocally all over the place. I, I think it's a real challenge of a song, and she definitely rose to it and it was it was great to see her do it i it's another battle of my life besides caring about adina's vocal cords that i (laughs) i want people to remember that ariana is a theater kid and Mm -hmm. that she was she was in the show 13 before uh long before her pop star days and she i've always been impressed by the fact that she maintains a relationship with the composer of that show jason robert brown who is one of the most exciting kind of modern musical theater composers right now and I, I really think that Broadway uh, is a big part of her DNA as an artist. Uh, so seeing her um, on TV last night was a great kind of full circle moment, I think. Can we start the campaign to get Ariana back on Broadway? I, yes. It feels like an inevitability, but it might also be one of those things where when the pop star train slows down, <laughs> like I yeah, don't know said, that she, she have time for will it. have time yeah. as like as Ariana Grande to to go yet, but she will. Yes, definitely. We, we, we can only pray and hope. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, we can return now to the to the finale. I uh, what did you think of seeing all of these women on stage together? For me, it was it was super powerful. And it was a reminder that I think one of the great things about Wicked is it's a major show with two major roles for two women. Mm-hmm. And it's about friendship and uh, it's a little bit like Frozen in that way. And it was I don't know. To, for me, it was really powerful to see them all together. I totally agree, and I I loved how they they kind of paired them together, and they had the Alphabas wearing black and the Glinda's wearing white, so you knew which was which. Even when oh my god, I didn't even that, notice that. Oh, you <laughs> so didn't? Oblivious. No, I was I was like staring at them all because like what was great was like some of the pairs like the Alphaba was blonde in real life and the Glinda was brunette. Yes, which, like, I love that so, too. So like you only knew from the dresses like who was who for me at least because I don't know who all of them are. Um, but I just loved how they were all I mean it was almost like a love song between each like pair of them and they were all just like staring lovingly into each other's arms holding their hands and they even caught um, Kristen giving a little wink to Adina at mm-hmm. one point during the song. It was just so sweet and I also think 
think in addition to it being just a treat for any fan of the show, I can't imagine what a treat it was for all of them to get that call to return and and honor this show that obviously meant so much to all of them. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that was a great phone call for all of them to get. Did you have notes, Keith? <laughs> I did. I didn't know if, if Rebecca wanted me to go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, um, I'm, I'm awaiting your notes. They were so dramatically <laughs> delivered before. <laughs> um, well, I actually I had a question, and, I, and Rebecca, you, you very well may not have the answer. Um, how were, were all of the Galindos and Elphabas from post Kristen and Adina in the like? So all the people that were on stage with them were they all of the ladies who had played Glinda and Alphaba on Broadway? from Kristen and Adina forwards or was someone missing or do you have any stats on that? Uh, I don't have stats. That was definitely not everyone because there have been uh. zillions of them on Broadway alone oh, since, since okay. Adina and Kristen. And I, I kind of assume that there must have been some people who have done tours as well in there. Um, I was I, <laughs> I think the reason that I missed the black and white outfit coordination is that I was focusing so hard on trying to identify some of the faces um, <laughs> in there because there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of actors who have played Alpha and Glinda and, and have gone on to become Broadway stars. Um, I believe Megan Hilty, who you may know from Smash, oh, yeah. she was she was a Glinda at one point and uh some other people. And she was definitely not on stage. Yeah, no, she was. She was. Um, she's doing Little Shop of Horrors in Washington D.C. right now. Hmm. So, with that said, I think, I mean, obviously, the performance was, you know, fabulous, um, and it sounded amazing. And you know, of course, when you have when you have all these women who have performed as Alphaba and Glinda, uh, they're all going to sound amazing in a show-stopping song like For Good because that's what you're paid to do when you're on Broadway in Wicked. So it's going to sound great. And then when they all sang together, it was just like, oh, Lord, it's like a choir for Pete's hmm. sakes. Can you just like sing Christmas songs for me and I can have a Christmas <laughs> album from you? Um, what I... My, my, my disappointment... Um, in, in in this particular performance was that because of the way it was staged and because of the limitations of the stage, uh, you you know, people were kind of piled up in couples behind other people and um, and no one was ID'd on stage. Like, it was just like, and here's a lot of other women. That might have been cool to have Chirons for all been, the women. It would have been yeah. nice to have some Chirons to say, oh, this woman was on Broadway in 2001 and this mm-hmm. was from the national tour in 2003. To kind of like, kind of like, give you some context so i me as someone who doesn't know tons about wicked would have appreciated that but at the same time i get the general emotion of it and the heft of it and i still thought it was a cool really fine performance i totally agreed i i would have loved that too there was the only person i recognized was uh standing kind of directly behind uh, idina and Kristen, and that was uh this girl lily cooper who she was in the original cast of spring awakening and uh, went on to be an Alphaba on Broadway, I believe. So, uh, yeah, but it was uh, it was a, it was a really nice way to close the show, and I think a good way to close this podcast too. So, I'm going to say thank you to both of you for joining me. This was super fun. Yes, yes. thank you so much for asking us. We'll do this anytime. Yes. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> because I knew you.
So thank you, as always, for listening to another episode of Billboard on Broadway. If you're a fan of the podcast, which usually we publish on Fridays, as I said, this was sort of a special moment, uh, please follow me on Twitter at Rebecca Millsoff, on Instagram at YouDownWithRMM. You can always use the hashtag Billboard on Broadway if you want to tweet about the podcast. And uh, we are on many platforms, iTunes, Spotify, and beyond. Please, on iTunes, give us lots of nice stars and reviews. And we'll see you again next week. Blah, 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 blah.